Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We keep hearing that magazines and paper books are dying a slow death, but there are quite a few people like myself who still love flipping through real pages. Yes, I think I'm dating myself, maybe for David too. But most magazine publishers have had have had to evolve to include digital, including our guest today. Pat Ottman and his brother Tim purchased business in Calgary Magazine in 1991. And 32 years later, he's still co-publisher of the magazine, which means he's watched the Calgary business community evolve through a publisher's lens. And Pat's here this morning to share his insights. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, and thank you for having me this morning. Of course, David, good morning. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, uh, Pat. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Still, We can still say Happy New Year, right? We're still in January. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Happy New Year. <laughs> we can say it all year long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. So, uh, Pat, yeah, many Calgarians, I don't think they know that uh, business in Calgary is 30 years old or older. And if you can just share the start and how did it start and how did it evolve to where it is today? Fair. Uh, we, we've been in the publishing business actually a little bit longer than that. Started in 87. Um, in 1990, business in Calgary began. And it was actually a company out of Regina that, uh, that uh, started the publication after about five issues, they thought this was no way to make money, <laughs> and uh, they suspended publication. Uh, at that point, the editor of the magazine approached us and said, hey, I have this magazine. I can't do it myself. I would love for you guys to take it over, but I want to stay on as the editor. And that was really where it, uh, where it began. A gentleman named John Chalice brought it to us, and uh, we, we picked it up, started it in '91. And uh, began. Uh, if you now, David, you might tear wouldn't, but remember 1990 in the Calgary business world. You're giving yeah. me a lot more credit <laughs> than to my age yeah. than I deserve, but thank you. It, it was not a uh, robust time. Uh, mm-hmm. The market right. back then was was very slow. Uh, being as there was no magazines in Calgary, literally. Uh, there wasn't any general business or lifestyle magazines at that point. So when you'd go out to talk to somebody about, you know, what's your budget for <laughs> magazine spend, they'd look at you and say, well, not nah, zero. And that, that was where we started out. Uh, we took the opinion that Calgary needed some good news stories. We've always focused on the good news. We've always found a winner of a company. Uh, I think we're in our fourth or fifth downturn, upturn, you know, in Calgary, depending on who you are and how you read it, but four for sure. Um, and we've always found companies that have been successful during those times. And that's what we've provided our, our readers as we've, uh, as we've gone through all the years, but that's where we started. And it took a while to gain acceptance. Uh, we look back at it, our first 48 months, so 48 issues, we lost money every month, uh, bar none. Were you thinking, hmm, those guys from Saskatchewan <laughs> maybe knew what they were talking about? <laughs> it, it, there was definitely lots of thinking going on. But I, I guess we, we did have a, a real belief that Calgary was a great community. Calgary could and would get behind a business magazine. We just need to prove ourselves. 
it, the onus was on us. It wasn't on anybody else to to uh, help us get going. We needed to show that, that we could do it. Uh, the 48th issue, we had a gentleman named Bud McKegg on the front cover, who was, of course, a tremendous Calgary business mm-hmm. leader. And uh, that was the one that kind of broke the ice for us. And uh, and uh, from there, we just kept going. It, it, it got very good after that. You've been able to speak with so many leaders throughout the years. Can you think of one leader who was just really inspirational and why? Uh, Tara's trying to get me in trouble here this morning. Uh, they're, they're that's, really, our jo- that's our job on yeah, our show. I, I see. Yeah, boy, I'd, I'd almost like to avoid that one. Uh, well, I mean, it could be one of many, right? You've got lots of people, I'm sure, but... Uh, let, let me go uh, this way with that. Uh, we've done over 400 covers in mm-hmm. our in our years. And when we take our other magazines as well, that number uh, increases. I will say the most inspirational leaders that I have are the ones that came to Canada with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, uh, uh, Jerry Wood is a good friend of mine, he came, he had 20 bucks and landed in Calgary. And now when you look at Wood Automotive Group, it's it's tremendous. Uh, Bill Kujet, Bill's in the real estate world. Uh, when he came to Canada, uh, they actually, he owed the government money because in those days, immigration wasn't free. And he had his $20 and the the cost to immigrate was 192, so he's 172 dollars in the hole. I believe are the numbers, <laughs> give or take. So, so people that have uh, you know immigrated to Canada and have start, and then through years of perseverance and leadership, have built uh, tremendous companies. Uh, those are always uh, very interesting people to talk to. So you've been here, as you mentioned, through four times of uh, lulls and then you know rebounding. And you've interviewed so many people and you met so many people in the business community. What makes the Calgary community so unique in being so resilient and always getting through the tough times? I think it's the culture of the community. I mean, even where did we start from? Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's as popular today as it was, but that cowboy culture of just get out there and get it done. Yeah, there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days, but uh I think their longer term thinking uh, has gotten them through. I mean, if, if every time things got hard in this community, you threw in the towel, it, mm. it would be a pretty tough place to live. But uh, I, I think that they were, uh, you know, longer thinkers, believed in their dreams, believed in their goals, and were able to stick out those tough times. Uh, as, as you said, David, it goes up and down in this uh, community. There, there's a... a I think it was Preston Manning's father that said in Alberta, it's planning and and setting your goals. is like being in an elevator. Uh, You never want to set your goals when the elevator is right at the top, but nor do you want to set them when it's in the basement. You know, you need to have that, uh, that level headed thinking and planning that'll get you through those tougher times. So we are still cowboys. We're still wild, wild west the way we think. (laughs) Uh, We're losing it. It's changing. Um, I think, uh, you that know, that makes me sad. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. All of us. All yeah. I, I, uh, you know, a moment you, of silence <laughs> <laughs> for the wild, wild west. As you say, one of the things that, that strikes me on that level, uh, and again, speaking with some of the people we've had on our cover, when Calgary went to bring the 88 Olympics to Calgary, which is still something I think we're all very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, there was about a dozen people that sat down 
with the current mayor, Ralph Klein of the day, and said, should we do this? And when they got together, then they reached out to the community and it expanded and expanded and expanded and we got something done. That was that sort of cowboy culture. Let's just get it done. It's a good idea. We all agree. Let's do it. Fast forward that today, we send out an email to see what everybody thinks. And we spin for a little while and it goes nowhere. So I, I do love that get it done cowboy culture, if you will, uh, that has grown this city to where it is. And yeah, we are. It's changing, but but we're OK. That's, that's really boils down to leadership. Yes. Right. I mean, you see that happen within companies as well. So uh, there are a lot of spinning our wheels and not taking action. So it does come down to the execution, which is really on the leaders. Very much so. But yeah. David told me I couldn't be political on this, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got I've to leave that alone. No, but no. That, that, <laughs> that, that, the leadership, um, as you say, whether it's a company, whether it's on our city level or, or provincial level, it does boil down to that. And I, I, I think we're trying to lead maybe a little bit too much by consensus, um, worried about, you know, every vote rather than this is a good idea and I am the leader and let's make it happen. Uh, that would be my perspective on it. Can we bring it back? Uh, hey, uh, I, I absolutely. We we need the right leader uh, that that will do that. I, you know, uh, never say never. Tara for mayor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. thanks. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, no. I, you know, when people when that comes up, I'm sure that you know a lot of people. Um, if whenever somebody's in the public eye, that those conversations start. I just don't know who would want a job in politics right now. It's definitely getting tougher, but never say never. You know, we see it yeah. in companies. We've, we've seen it in, in politics before. Um, it, it can happen. I, I certainly don't have the name in my pocket that's going to do it either. <laughs> and, and Tara, as you said, uh, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty tough sport to be in now uh, with uh, with the socials and and things coming up from 30 years ago yeah. and you know people uh, and and let's be honest as much as we think politicians maybe get paid quite a bit in the scheme of things it's not enough no we need business people who listen actually yep. our guest this morning is Pat Altman publisher business in Calgary Pat we have to take a commercial break and uh, you know that yes. you, know, you know that game Sounds and good. we'll be back immediately following the commercials Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Pat Ottman, co-publisher of Business in Calgary magazine. So how has your clientele changed in terms of what they want to see in your magazine? What are we demanding now that has evolved since you started over 30 years ago? Um, to be honest, I think uh, it, it's stayed fairly consistent. Hmm. Um, people still want to read about uh, people that are successful people that have built things. I think it's inspirational. Um, I, th I think it uh, allows them to dream maybe a little bit or to see what their colleagues have done. The one thing I, uh, growing up as a Saskatchewan boy, and in our province, it seemed like if somebody where I grew up anyhow was getting ahead, 
people would hope they would fail so that they could catch up. <laughs> it, it really isn't a complimentary <laughs> thing, but it is how it was. When we moved to Calgary in the, in the late 80s, the attitude changed so much. I want to find out who's doing very well. I want to get to know them and be their friend and learn how they do that so I can do well. And it was a very different, uh, it, it struck us. It, it was very apparent. And so we've always tried to tell that story of the people who are doing well so that other people can come to know them through the pages of the magazine and can, uh, you know, do better themselves. That's what's built this city. How do you make well, those leadership interviews more impactful than say other leadership interviews that we see? Like what's different about what we're going to read in your magazine as compared to other interviews that we'd read about these people? I I think the one thing with the magazine is that the format of a publication or a magazine allows us to tell a full story. Uh, People don't read 1,800, 2,000 words on the internet. I mean, that's mm-hmm. data. That's not me. Uh, it falls off, falls off, falls off very quickly. Yep. We have the space. We have the uh, uh, writers that will put together a good story to where when you read it, you know who that person is. And that's really our strong suit. No, nobody can kind of play in our space as a magazine that way. And that's unique to us. And that allows us to, to do that. I want to, check, uh, to ch- touch something that you are famous for, and that's the leaders. Uh, event. I was there this year to uh, with a few of my friends that they were recipients. I am an alumni from 2015, which we didn't know each other, but Tara was there with Meg, I yeah, think. Yeah, with Bill McCaffrey. Yeah, <laughs> at the same event, which is funny. Um, how did it start? And more important, what the impact you see on the recipients that get it and What's the criteria to be nominated next year? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Leaders was uh, was a brainchild, I guess, of our office. Uh, you know, we, we see so many people that are doing so much good for our community. Uh, a lot of times, as you know, being an entrepreneur, a leader, especially when you don't have a business partner, it's kind of a lonely place, you know? It can't, Re- really? <laughs> well, Nobody told me. <laughs> I'm lucky. I got a business partner. We bounce stuff off each other all the time. And, and that is, but w- we said, you know, these people are doing so much good for our city. It's time we reached out and recognized them. So uh, leaders program started in 2008. We do a nomination uh, process where it's throw it open to the community, which by the way, we're just about to do for 2023. Um, we also realized that building our city wasn't just about making a whole bunch of money, putting it in your pocket and, you know, saying, wow, I'm a great business guy. Uh, the judges that we have, we don't judge. We, we uh, facilitate uh, the leaders program. We bring in independent judges and they will look at, are you successful at business, creating opportunity, uh, creating employment? And then number two, what do you do to give back to the city? Uh, some companies are able to write a big check. Some companies are able to take their staff down to, uh, you know, any one of a number of mustard seed and serve meals, uh, homes for humanity, uh, whatever the case may be. But are you giving back to the community in a meaningful way? And the judges look at that very closely as well. Uh, last is from a professional designation. Are you, are you, you know, working within your profession to make it better as well. So those are sort of the three criteria, the first two being weighted quite a bit more heavily. And um, to the second part of your question, what has it done? Uh, We just love the fact we'll walk into offices today where the banners, the trophies are in their foyer, and they could be from eight to 10 years ago. 
Um, I still have mine yeah, at my desk. Yeah, perfect, perfect. I was looking at it yesterday, preparing for today. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, I, I think we really encourage people at the event, and you were there this year, you know, reach out, shake a hand, say hello. Uh, it is a business event. We want people to use it to uh, project their career to the next level and, uh, you know, grow their business. So uh, we felt good about that. How has your opinion of leadership changed over the years uh, with interviewing all the these top business leaders and you're a leader yourself? How has it evolved or changed over the years? I think the one thing that I've noticed uh, with leaders now is how important it is for them to be able to uh, filter the information they're getting. It's really tough today to know that the information you're getting is good information. Uh, let's be honest. Do you mean from employees or what? No, what from kind of from the, from the world around us. Mm-hmm. The, the, fake news. Well, uh, <laughs> there, there's just you know the 24-hour news cycle, um, all the news feeds you have. If you're looking at that, trying to make decisions and leading your company as to what's coming at you, I think it's become far more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back into the early 90s when we started this. I'll call it pre-internet. I guess it was kind of there, but it was pre-internet for all uh, purposes. If you got news feeds, the two or the three, the story was always the same. The information you got was very close. It might have been a little left, a little right, but it was very close. You made decisions based on information you could trust. Journalism was far more, uh, far higher integrity back then. Uh, journalists were held to account. Um Today, we've lost that. So where you're getting your information and accessing it, I think, as a leader is very important. Uh, we've seen uh, companies that will, you know, go in a direction so fast, so hard based on what they've, uh, what they've heard, what they believe, what the perception is, is that they actually run themselves out of business. And so I, I think that's changed uh, considerably since we began uh, this. The, the leadership itself, I, I you know, the individuals and what you need to do to make your company run. I think that's fairly common, but the how they're making their decisions has changed quite a bit. We have about uh, two minutes before we have to uh, conclude the show. And uh, one thing that uh, Tara always blames me is going back to business. So I'm going back to business. And uh, I want to talk about uh, the oil and gas, the energy uh, magazine, especially because I... And I don't know if it's true or not, but on your website, I saw you launched it in 2019, if I'm correct. And that's the time that the industry was in a really tough spot, both, I mean, in price, but more important, or they were under a magnifying glass, but by, by different organizations worldwide being attacked. And, and is this magazine internal to the industry, or is it to spread a good word about Canada's oil and gas Globally, it will be uh, more internal than spreading it uh, worldwide. But we're looking at it uh, to share the good news, to share all the good work that the uh, energy sector is doing. Uh, we we felt that the energy sector is getting a bad rip. Uh, all we ever hear is the bad news about it. Again, we wanted to share some of the good news and the positives and share it with uh, Albertans. Is Ottawa on your mailing list? <laughs> uh, that's that's a pretty tough to get an ear on them, <laughs> whether it's with the mailing list or however it is. But um, we, we so you're correct. We started Business of Energy back in 2019. We insert 
inserted it into the magazines. They carried it. Uh, we've just taken it and launched it now as a standalone publication. Uh, we feel that uh, there's certainly room uh, to uh, to share that good word as to what the, the energy sector is doing uh, out there. A few years back, the, the energy sector had all kinds of magazines. Those magazines left for reasons. Uh, we're happy to be there and help fill that void. Our guest this morning was Pat Oldman, publisher of Business in Calgary. Thank you, Pat, for sharing with us the Business in Calgary growth. And we wish you all the best and keep on the good news. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 